fishbowl number eight. That's what we're going to be doing today. Obviously, like the title of the episode has said, we've, if you've tuned in or if you're listening to this one right now, you know the concept of the, the show. If this is your first time listening to them, I suggest you go to back to the other ones to listen to those ones. But to give you a quick recap, fishbowl, bunch of random topics. Most of the, uh, the, the other guests right here don't know what these topics are. Uh, I'll be clicking the spinning wheel. We'll get a topic before we get into that. Let's just introduce everyone on the show. I am Alex. I am Seth. I am Clark. And I'm Tristan. And with that being said, we are going to spin for our first topic, which is going to be... Google Speakers, right? So Google Speakers, great uh, piece of technology for the most part. Um, everyone knows about them. Everyone knows what they do. Like I said, essentially, they're supposed to help you out in the house. You know, you you say something, they give a you know, you give it a command, it'll it'll do something. You want to listen to some music, you can listen to some music if you want to. You know, find a recipe for making cookies. You can do all that cool stuff with these Google Homes. Same thing with the Alexas. Uh, the reason why I bring it up or that it's in this fishbowl is because a security researcher, Matt Coons, revealed a series of vulnerable vulnerability in the Google Smart Home speakers that could inevitably threaten actors to gain remote access over devices, which is, you know... You know, we've heard this. I think this is like one of the worries about this. Uh, Coons was experimenting with his own Google Home speaker in early 2021 when he found a hacker could install a backdoor account on the device over the web. He detailed the security flaws at length on his blog, uh, indicating someone could send commands to the speaker remotely accessing its microphones uh, scrap for Wi-Fi passwords and access other devices on the network. So I've had Google Homes before, but I'm conspiracy theorist, so I unplugged them all. <laughs> on these Google Home things, there are there is a spot where you can turn off the microphone. Um, but with that being said, there's always that what if it's still listening and everything like that. And it, these things are... They are crazy because it was probably maybe a year after getting them. I started seeing videos of people in their home just talking about regular stuff. I think it was a couple who didn't have a dog or a cat started talking about dog or cats. And then ads started coming up like on their their uh, cell phones and like when they were watching tv and everything these ads for specific things would show up and they equated it to the google homes were listening to their conversation have you guys heard of this before yes and what are you guys what are you guys thoughts on it well i had i had alexa for a while and it was cool mm -hmm. because you could be like turn on my lights and, and all of that. But uh, yeah, it, it, I started hearing court cases where uh, they were uh, admitting like long form recordings to court, uh, like for like domestic abuse stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay. So I can just listen. Also, if you have 
like locks. Uh, if, if the speaker can hear the person outside saying, Alexa, unlock the door, your house just gets unlocked. Uh, I don't know if they fixed all that, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical. No. Clark, what do you think? Uh, definitely. I mean, anytime they hear you mention something, you'll start getting ads about it. And I know that sounds like absolutely wacky, but I've had numerous times where I've had products that I've never like had any interest in or any like no reason for me to mention them. I'll see a commercial maybe or say, or maybe they hear it off the TV even. Like the TV is actually going and they hear an ad. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting ads on my phone for things like that. I understand that. But one of my bigger worries is actually uh, is similar to like how the baby cameras work and things like that, where people are able to hack into uh, actually your Alexa or things like that and mess with your speaker remotely. It's not necessarily being able to necessarily access what they're hearing, but they can actually access and make commands from somewhere else. So there's like a, a lot of instances where you hear about like uh, parents hearing voices over their like baby cameras and stuff like that. And then they find out that somebody has actually hacked it from however many doors down. They're just talking to the baby and that's really creepy. Yeah. Why? Like that. I don't understand. Like why? I mean, I, that, that in its piece, I've seen those videos. There's a, a YouTube channel that covers like, you know, creepy and weird things that have, has happened in one of, and I'm frozen again. Frozen. Yeah. Am, am I back? You're, you're back. <laughs> you okay. Yeah. It wouldn't be a podcast without some glitches. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's plenty of YouTube videos, um, where there's just like a compilation of people like that have hacked into them and everything. And that, that's the weird thing is like, they're, they're talking to the baby. Why? I don't understand that. Like, I don't, what, what would be the purpose behind that? I mean, they're weirdos. Okay. Got it. But yeah, it's, it's crazy how technology, I, I think I said this in like one of the past episodes, it can be technology can be a good thing and a bad thing, but it's, it's crazy how hackers have the ability to tap into stuff like that. I don't, I don't even know how you would do that. That doesn't make sense to me. That's above my level. Tristan, what do you think? There's this episode on uh, 20,000 Hertz where they talked about this. I think it was a Bluetooth child's toy, kind of like a baby monitor, but it was a toy. And they got sued like a, for a bunch of money because like creepos were like getting into the toy from like the street and shit. Cause it was like, there's like no protection on it whatsoever. If I remember, I think you just, that's right. You just needed the app. That's literally all you needed the app. And then it was just Bluetooth to something like around it. So like people from the street could connect to these things and like interact with the children through the toy. Um, so that's creepy. The thing with the ads though, I don't, I don't really see I think I'm one of the only people in the world that just doesn't see that as a problem. I see it as a convenience. <laughs> You're right. I do need dog food. <laughs> as, I don't. They're just trying to sell you shit. Everyone's always trying to sell you shit all the time. They don't really care about you. They just want your money. So, I mean, I, targeted ads are efficient for people selling stuff and for people buying stuff. I think, I think it just comes like the debate comes in like, okay, if they're listening to that, what else are they listening to? And then could something that you say 
be held against you in some sort of way. So if it was something where it was like, I don't like the government, like I, I can't stand them, whatever, is this going to come back to bite me in the butt? Like, is it going to be something where I'm not even allowed to speak in my own home without being like that being used against me? Because if they're, if they're taking what you're just saying and giving you ads, okay, well then if someone doesn't like you, and then, you know, just like, I, I feel like it's a snowballing thing. It's it's the what if that people aren't, like, you know, comfortable with. You can't bring so. a logical fallacy into this, man. That's not fair. You can't use the snowball <laughs> effect. <laughs> uh, at no point in time has that ever been useful for fucking anything, man. <laughs> Most of it, like, my, my argument with that is just like, honestly, no one gives a shit about you. Like, <laughs> like what you're talking Thanks, about, Tristan. like, in your, fa- like, no one cares, like. If you're a high-profile person, sure, or you're in a country where, like, you can't actually say shit. But, dude, look at fucking Twitter. People don't mind saying what they think and all their crap all the time. People air out everything anyway. There's so much fucking white noise that, like, it just... I don't know. It's one of those things where you should almost have all information just there because there's just so much white noise shit that it just... It becomes anonymity just through that. Yeah. What if you committed a murder... And had previously the week before talked about two ply bounty. <laughs> like, maybe they can bring that as like, oh, exhibit A. This guy was planning to clean up a lot of blood. He had twenty four rolls equal thirty. Well, I feel that like would, that would bite you like, in the court case. Yeah, and and see that's the thing. Like we even with cell towers, like we don't. I don't think we thought about this but look at how cell towers are used to pinpoint your location as part of like you did commit this murder so like when it's it's like why were you in the middle of nowhere and the cell tower is like pinging your location and that's exactly where the body was why were you in that location so it's just like well shit i shouldn't have brought my cell phone like you don't think that your cell phone's gonna but like they can take that information so what's saying that the tech detectives can't go to like, all right, oh yeah, he has a Google Home. All right, let's go to Google. Uh, y- you guys keep the recordings of people's homes, and they'll be like, yeah, sometimes, you know. Oh, oh, hey, did he say anything? So it's just, it's a privacy thing, and I think it's, if it was a no shit, like I, I don't know. I, I think even with even if people or even if companies said yes, we don't, we don't record anything, we don't keep any storage. I think there would still be that hesitation. So. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I can do weird things in the woods. I mean, you know, like, I, it doesn't mean I'm a murderer. <laughs> but but you see what I mean where it's like, okay, well, the body was found on this side of the street. And... It just is, it's a coincidence. It's simply a coincidence. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I like I said, I think the Google speaker things, it's it can be a good thing, but it can also be... It could be a bad thing too. Like, well, it's I, have just a, I have a flip to this. I, I I have a flip. Okay, so I've I've heard of guys uh, like that uh, drop all their rap albums, and they specifically name their tracks and albums based on common uh, commands to like a Google device or an Amazon device. So there are these guys that rack up huge amounts of views because um, sometimes the out of all of these machines that are out there they'll get it wrong sometimes and just go to spotify and play their really shitty rap (laughs) no way yeah there's a documentary on it it's it's really interesting wow 
that that that's smart. That's good. That's uh that's pretty smart. Um, yeah. advertising and getting your name mm-hmm. out there. Maybe we should do that with the podcast. <laughs> Close blinds. <laughs> Just call the podcast "Close Blinds" from now on. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on Google speakers? No. Mm-mm. Eh, I think it's ultimately harmless. But ultimately harmless. Okay. All right. the uh, The next topic that we have is a is a well known conspiracy. Um. I had to go. I had to dig a little bit into this one because I feel like this one is kind of hard to find, and I don't know why. But fluoride, <laughs> fluoride in your drinking water, and just like fluoride being a uh, suppressant for you know getting smart, or it's I forgot the exact it calcifies your pineal gland. They don't want <laughs> you to rise in spiritual ascension. Come on. <laughs> If if you know a little bit more about here before you, it seems like you know quite a bit about this, Seth. Um, let me just kind of break down. Fluoride is a mineral in your bones and your teeth. It also found naturally in the following water, soil, plants, rocks, and air. Fluoride is commonly used in dentistry to strengthen the enamel, which is the outer layer of your teeth. Blah blah. blah. So it is. It's a natural occurring. I think it's in like one of the first layers of the the earth. Um, obviously, it's a mineral, um, and at low levels, this is fine. But what the what the argument is is that it's it's harder to get rid of rid of in your body when in large amounts. So in small amounts, it's totally fine, totally harmless. But um. Large amounts is not good, and one of the one of the arguments. Hold on, right here. It's I have it. Um, it's in, it happened in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, in 1945. Became the first place in the world for fluoride to be added to its drinking water supply. 53 years later, the U.S. public health system lowered its recommendation levels for drinking water. Growing evidence in recent years has changed. Some think that maybe consuming Products that promote dental health may pose the potential risk of serious health problems that seem more and more apparent. Earlier the same year, scientists linked high levels of naturally naturally occurring fluoride in drinking water of children in Michigan to low levels of tooth decay. Um, and that is from mywater.com. So what are you guys' thoughts? What are you guys... With fluoride in the water, what, what have you heard about this? Go ahead and tell you it's in there. They, yeah. Admit it. Uh, I remember taking a field trip uh, when I was younger. I can't remember what grade it was in now, but I grew up in a city where um, uh, we took a field trip to our local water treatment plant, and it's actually a city that prides itself on having some of the cleaner water in the nation, and uh, they fully admitted that fluoride was in the water, and it was put in there for your dental health. Uh, much like the dentist actually makes you wash with fluoride uh, or used to. I don't know how they, I don't know what they make you rinse with now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they absolutely admitted that it was in the water. Um, so whatever the long-term uh, research is into that, I don't know. But that was for me, you know, 20 plus years ago. Uh, so I, <laughs> I can't really tell you now. Yeah. It's actually going to be like five years ago now for me. Um, 
Yeah, they definitely fully admit it's in the water. So it's probably in most best cities. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you pick up any dental, you know, product, it always has with fluoride in it. But there are some like toothpaste, there are some mouthwashes that say without fluoride and it's like it, they advertise that. So I guess like it's one of those things where it's do you believe it or do you not believe it that it is making you also, dumber? Say mouthwashes you're not meant to you're not meant to ingest those mouthwashes. Mm-hmm. Unlike tap water. Yeah, that's the thing. I, what's strange to me is that dentists convince like municipal water stations to put fluoride in the entire country's water supply because of your teeth. Like I understand, but uh, I mean, they put chlorine in it just because, you know, it kills microorganisms that what, what's weird is uh, I don't know if this is true or not. I've always heard that the Nazis used uh, fluoridated water to uh, make the Jews more placid in concentration camps. I don't know. I've heard since then that that, is not necessarily completely accurate, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's good to ingest it. Uh, I, I would imagine that like, like anything else, there's a a certain amount your body would need and then not. But I don't know. If people are drinking out of tap water, that's I, I, I don't understand drinking out of tap water. You don't know what's in that. I mean, the, the, those water stations are notoriously not that great at filtering uh, what comes out of your faucet. It, it's not the best filtration systems and they just uh, pump chemicals in it to kill any living organisms. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably a bad idea to be drinking tap water period because most of, I mean, they're especially bigger cities that are older. There's a lot, a lot of lead pipes that are still active. There's, uh, um, uh, I mean, when people take certain pharmaceuticals and I mean, not all of those pharmaceuticals trace amounts get into the water table they don't really get filtered out. So there's like a certain amount of like birth control and uh, like Prozac in your tap water by default. Just, I mean, even though they're trace amounts, it's still some. And then you have like lead to worry about and the chlorine, the amount of chlorine, and then fluoride on top of that. I know here in my county, uh, we've been trying to get them to defluoridate the water. Um, and there is one guy on the council, he's like 80 years old, that will just not give up his vote for defluoridating it. Um, but there's a lot of people around me that wants that to happen. As far as like what it actually does to you, I know that the woo-woo crowd will uh, point to the pineal gland, the calcification of the pineal gland. and uh, I don't even know what, exactly if everyone's on the same page on whether or not the pineal gland um, uh, does what they say it does, or if we know exactly what's going on. But... I don't know. Oh. It, so my, here's my, like, okay, so, like you were saying, in, in large, you, you shouldn't be drinking tap water. I feel like there's a lot of, like, I was, I think it was, I don't know, I don't think he was the mayor of New York City, but he was, he was pre, not, he, he made an, an advertisement to, like, drink the tap water. Like, he's like, oh, there's nothing better than New York tap water. And uh, yeah, it, I saw that. Do, do you know what I mean? I, yeah, and it was just like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I, I get it. You know, like, why use, because my biggest thing is like, I don't, it always, I don't understand why people buy 
drinking water, like in the huge bottles and everything like that. Cause then you're, you know, you're just throwing away those plastic bottles. You're not reusing them. So like the Brita filters, you know, I, I forgot the other brands. I just know Brita water filter. I know there's a couple other ones out there, but those ones are good and everything like that. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, there was another, there was a TikTok video of a, someone going up to, I think it was like baby water and it said with fluoride and they put a caption. Why, why does a baby need fluoride water when they don't have any teeth and they got banned from TikTok, or their video got taken down and it was just like, Hmm, that's weird. Why, why would that happen? Why? Because it's true. Why would a, if it's supposed to help your na- enamel in your teeth and that's really it, why would a baby need fluoride in their water? Because like what you're saying, like I've heard. No, go ahead. I was going to say, because joking, (laughs) joking, sorry, joking, like arsenic. I said, maybe they're preparing for future fluoride poisoning. Because of the arsenic. They just want dumb babies. A lot of arsenic (laughs) won't kill you. Yeah. Because I mean, like what you were saying, Seth, with like small amounts of chlorine, chlorine, to like kill like microorganisms that makes sense. It's like okay, but fluoride in baby water—it's to me that that doesn't make any sense either. Just make sure they're taking. I mean, make sure whatever they're eating is—it uh, depends on the baby's age, obviously. But you can mineralize like baby formula. There, there's like a bunch of different routes you can do to make sure they're getting like micronutrients. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know, but the other thing is um. I've heard that it doesn't necessarily strengthen the teeth. It more makes them brittle. I don't, that's another thing that I've heard. I don't really know, but um, uh, I've, I've heard that kind of thrown around where there's, there's worse uh, like filling, like around fillings and everything crack easier if, mm-hmm. if you have heavily fluoridated teeth or something. But I don't know. I'm kind of on the same. Okay. If fluoride does work, like why not just rinse with it or use a toothpaste with it? The ingestion thing is is sounds like overkill. Well, and that's and that's just the thing too is like why would it need to be in drinking unless people unless well this doesn't make any sense either but like unless people were just rinsing with the water you know what I mean but then okay what are they drinking like if the if it's in the drinking water then they it, you know you know what I mean where it's just like I I don't know unless there was like two different taps where it was like fluoride water non-fluoride water and it was coming you know coming from but i think that'd be way too uh, too big of a project for you know the cities to do so i i don't know i'm i'm on the fence i'm a i'm skeptical i i guess like i i it's i see the arguments on both sides where it's like it there is health benefit it's a it's a mineral so like what could be the harm of it but then again in large amounts it's it's not good but then again too it's why why do we need it in everything? Because there was even advertisements. Go ahead, Clark. I was just going to say, it might just be another thing like, um, like lead and gasoline and paint, like that it's something that they thought was a good idea in the 80s and 90s, and now figuring out maybe it wasn't a great idea. Or even like asbestos. Like I remember my yeah. <laughs> I remember my schools was, was filled with asbestos. Then they had to like, they had to close it take it all out, you know, like vent it out, you know, and then, but we still used that school. So I'm, I'm sure I have some sort of asbestos poisoning too. I was in there for years. There was one school in my town. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I get that. Like we, we think it's good now, but then later on down the road, it's, it's, it's not, but it seems like it was the opposite though. It seemed like people were against fluoride, but now it, it's okay because there's advertisements where it's like, don't drink fluoride. It's a toxic mineral or whatever. Granted, it could have been like an entire can of just pure fluoride. I don't know, but I don't know. There's so there, there's a ton of natural things like elements in our, uh, you know, rock layers. I mean, lead and mercury are terrible for you, but they're natural. So, I mean, it's like, I would like to see some non-biased studies on it, but I don't think you're going to get like actually good studies on such a thing. It's like, yeah, that's like carbon emissions on cars. You're never going to get a straight answer. Yeah. There's like too many industries involved. That's true. That's true. Big fluoride. Fluoride. That's an industry. <laughs> Holgate, man. <laughs> Holgate hour. They had a whole show based on it. There's some fluoride baron somewhere. <laughs> fluoride baron. Yeah. So final thoughts on, uh, on fluoride. What do you guys think? Well, when I have kids, I'm not going to dumb them down with fluoride. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. I would just say, do the autopsy on me, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Tristan, fluoride? Yes? No? I, I, I think the whole thing is fucking stupid. I, I, I just, I don't, I fucking. <laughs> just, just drink the fucking water. It's fine. <laughs> drink the water. <laughs> There's a billion other things killing you way quicker, so I just, I don't really care about the fucking water, honestly. Um. And not to mention people like a thousand years ago, like their teeth fell out when they were 30. So, and they were a lot dumber than we were, we are. So, I mean, I'll, I'll take my battles. If it's making me dumber, it's not that much. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think the fluoride has uh, had any effect on you, Tristan. <laughs> if that's the case or what if it did and what, can you imagine how much smarter you would be? Wait, with or no. without it? it? Without it. Like, you're, Tristan, you're a smart dude right now. Imagine, you could, you, you'd be like Megamind, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, <laughs> you'd be a smart Start guy. fluoride fast. <laughs> yeah. Do you want that curse, that, in, that enhanced curse of intelligence? <laughs> Did you ever see that episode of Parks and Rec where they tried to, like, turn the drinking water into, fuck, like, what was it? It was basically like Gatorade. Like it's basically what they were trying to do. Like Sweetums, the fucking candy company that basically had all the jobs in the town, were trying to like make all of the faucet water. It was like cherry flavored Gatorade, basically. And like the whole town was just like, fuck yeah. And, like everyone was super stoked. So they had to start this like media campaign to make water seem cool. And they had H2 flow and like you could get water points. And if you get enough water points, you get a smiley sticker. If you get enough smiley stickers, you get a t-shirt. <laughs> people are fucking stupid man like <laughs> that reminds me of idiocracy when it's exactly like that when, exactly like that it's like gatorade is coming out of the faucet like gatorade on it's everything. got the electrolytes that plants need man <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> the fields are just riddled with gatorade wait you want to put water on the plants like in the toilet <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's good. You know that, you know that, um, uh, that thing about the McDonald's ice cream machines 
and the company that fixes them and you know how they're never fixed the company that fixes them like mcdonald's makes like profit like it's the cyclical scam about the ice cream machines uh i feel like there's trust fund kids out there somewhere whoever got that that fluoride bill passed to like put them in all like someone got a like someone supplying the fluoride i guarantee you it's a similar situation and there's like these stupid kids out in california that have trust funds set up because their their dads like own a, a fluoride company that supplies the country <laughs> can you imagine there's like no regulation they just get like this massive amount of money for whatever fluoride's worth i don't even know what it's worth I'm or just gonna, some like business person inadvertently got just a ton of fluoride and he's like fuck now what am i gonna do <laughs> yeah <laughs> i gotta sell yeah, this like somehow. what they did <laughs> like what they did with uh the low fat era in in the 90s where they were it was all vegetable oil that they the, and all of that stuff it you, the companies used to have to pay to dispose of it properly because all of those vegetable oils were a byproduct of processing other foods and then some clever guy was like hey if we heat up this oil in a centrifuge and add like garlic and salt to it we can call it butter and a low fat butter because technically it doesn't have any fat in it so you have all these people in the 90s eating all the stuff because their ldl levels meanwhile they're scarring their arteries because of all that trash they were putting in their body but it was just some guy at a company that was like hey instead of paying to dispose of it why don't we just charge people for it it was brilliant some comedian, I think it was Jim Gaffigan, brought that up where he's just like, they're probably just filling bottled water from a faucet and then just screwing the cap on and then just selling you what you can already get. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever seen bottled water with salt in it? Like, that's a thing. What? It just makes you more thirsty, man. No way. Some of like the Electrolytes really cheap shit. Salt. Like, I think it's straight salt. Like the oh. really, really cheap, shitty one where like you touch it and the plastic starts falling apart. <laughs> it's like it's like a paper. <laughs> just, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. There's salt in some of those. It's just like the thing with the scam with soda and fries, man. You eat the fries, they make you want to drink the soda, but then you drink the soda, it makes you want to eat the fries, man. That fair. everything is just awful. Yes. It's all designed to make you buy more. That's... I know that chips are designed to, they have like a rate of, of digestion and absorption for certain types of snacks, like uh, carb, carby snacks, like chips. And they, they internally in these companies, they know how quickly uh, the, cause they want the, they want like that carb to absorb into your bloodstream really fast. So you kind of get like a carb high and then deplete really fast. And they've managed to formulate snacks to where it's this endless cycle of consumption. Cause they know the moment you eat it, it hits your bloodstream. You get something from it, you're, and, and then it wears off. You're going to crave another one. Same thing they do with cigarettes. Same thing. It, it's all yeah. That's 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 cocaine. That's how cocaine works. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing about cocaine. <laughs> not not that I've done it or anything. Like that. That's not that's not where I'm going. It with happens this. to be really really fun for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't like cocaine. Just the way it smells. <laughs> Is oh, what well, I think. I'm pretty sure it was cocaine where they put. Well, it was. It was the sugar. It was. They had like two mice and like they exposed like one to sugar and like one to cocaine and like they swapped them, and like both of them wanted sugar more than cocaine. So it's really interesting how the 
just like snack companies and like everything just like they go for that like where it's like they it's interesting how addicting sugar is and it makes sense because as a kid i was crazy for sugar like I, i'm glad i got out of my sugar crate i mean i have a snack cabinet i'm not gonna lie i think we all do i have a candy bars but i can i can moderate i'm i'm under control now <laughs> It's just one of those things where like progress fucks people over, dude. Because like if you think about it, like sugar and salt, like your brain is hardwired to crave those things. Because like if you don't ever have sugar, that's a pretty good way of packing on some calories if you're not going to eat very well for a couple of months. You know, like it's just especially when like you consider most sugars were like it. It comes from like fruit, right? If you're going to eat an orange, it's not as bad. Eat Like that's why orange juice is fucking terrible for you. Even if you don't add in sugar, like on top of it, you need the fiber from the fruit to process the sugar properly. So your brain is constantly craving those things because sugar is brain food. Like it, it is like that. Our bodies need sugar. You can't not have sugar at all. Like, that. But if you take something that's supposed to be like point. 2% of our diet and then put it in fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Isn't that the speculation Everything is on, sugar, man. Isn't that the speculation on what happened with um, uh, Steve Jobs? He was an avid juicer, and he, and which is just the process of completely removing the fiber. And he uh, exclusively ate, uh, like, carrots and stuff that were juiced. And that's a lot, a, a lot of sugar. And, it's like, especially what he was saying, once you, once you take, take out the fiber to blunt that insulin response. But anyway, long story short, he gets pancreas. Pancrea- uh, pancreas cancer and uh and uh, some people think that's that's why it was like a lifetime of just spiking his insulin all the time remember that uh ashton kutcher did that biopic of him i read that like when he was researching for it he went on his diet because he was like gonna go all method actor and, and shit yeah. and he went on that and he ended up in the fucking hospital because <laughs> he was just drinking juice for like two weeks and he almost died because you can't do that oh yeah. i think I think yeah. it's one one of those things where especially like with if you expose yourself to something so fast, like, okay, like if he slowly processed, like if he slowly went into it, like every other day juicing, eating a normal meal like that, and then slowly went into juicing, probably would have been a little bit more fine. But yeah, method actors, they just, they crash diet. Like Christian Bale fucking eating an <laughs> apple Dude, a day man. or like Tom Hanks for getting ready for Castaway and things like that. It's, they're dedicated to their work, which I can respect, so... They have professionals looking out for them. That's true. That's true, too. They have a lot of people. But whoever was watching out for Ashton Kutcher wasn't wasn't really watching out for him. I think they really thought too much into that, though. The whole fruitarian thing where it's just like that's strictly what you do is blend it up and make it straight. Like, I don't think I, I still think uh, genetics involved. I don't think that's what gave Steve Jobs cancer, but uh, it. Definitely not improve quality of life. Yeah. True. Were you gonna say something? Yeah, the Seth? Mm-hmm. Were nope. you gonna say no? Well, oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Um I I okay. I <laughs> Tristan, you already answered this. Uh I think it was ooh, six fish bowls ago. I was editing a video last last night and this kind of the same topic came up, so I already know your answer, Tristan, because I listened to it, but I'm going to ask Seth and Clark the same one, and this might jog your memory, Tristan, um, is cannibalism, right? So the question that came up 
a few fishbowls ago was if you were I don't know if either one of you seen the the movie Alive or know of the I can't remember the actual country, but it was a soccer team that crashed, I think, in the Alps or something like that. And they resorted to cannibalism. So because I mean, like they were they were up there. It was it was for a couple of weeks, I think. And some of the passengers had died. So they 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 didn't eat like, you know, like arms and legs and everything like that. But they took they ate the ass cheeks of some of these people that had died and that's how what they did to survive. Um, the question that came up later in the conversation was, okay, let's put yourself in that scenario, right? And instead of eating someone else, let's say you had a leg that, you know, in the crash got sliced off, right? But you you did your tourniquet, you're you're alive, everything like that, but your leg is sitting there, right? And you know you're going to starve. Would you eat your own leg? Yeah. Not even a question. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I love yeah. that. If, if, you, if you know you're starving, there's no help on the whatever. If you're in a, your leg is gone. Like, you're not going to reattach that. Uh, yeah, just eat it. Okay. Free food. How long would you wait, though? Would you wait a couple of days? Or would it be like. In this particular situation, was it icy? Yes. Okay, so you could yeah, have a little time to think about it. There's the Andes in Argentina where they crashed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. And, uh, and yes, I would probably wait it out for a while, uh, knowing that it's still fresh. How long? And that it can be. How long is a while? Yeah. Uh, I mean, frozen meat, man. I mean, we're, we're technically the same as pork. So as long as pork can be frozen, it's long pig. <laughs> long pig. Yes. We are a long pig. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's not even a question. Uh, survival is your only instinct. That is literally your brain's last thing it is meant to do. I think the only reason why I wouldn't is I like okay. So like, let's say it was a couple of weeks, right? I would want I want I'd want to take my leg home and like put it on like the mantle or something like that. Like this was my you leg. You <laughs> take the bone. Fucking what? Do you <laughs> eat the meat and then leave your skeleton leg? No, no, no. I want I want it all attached. <laughs> You're gonna have to pickle it then. You're gonna have to like soak it in formaldehyde, like in a long jar. You remember where we landed with you last time on this conversation, right? Uh, I I don't. What was it? That like literally while we're still figuring out that we just crashed, you're already in the corner eating your leg. <laughs> like you haven't even tourniquet like your leg at all yet. You're just like, what? I was hungry, man. Yeah. The snacks, the peanuts wasn't enough on the plane. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's I yeah. I was I was editing. I was I was wondering to know. We got on the subject of food, so. But I think we, um, you just want to eat a leg, man. That's also what we talked about. Is you just, I got a craving. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it, the whole leg. cannibalism. Oh, sorry, sorry. I I talked about. I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say. Do you know who Dan Sickles is? Mm-mm. So Dan Sickles uh, was an American lawyer, earned American general during the Civil War. Is the first person in U.S. history to use. Uh, Temporary insanity as a legal defense and win. First person to use it in general, and he won his case. He murdered a man uh, who was, his wife was cheating on him with, and uh, went on 
to be a general in the Civil War and lost his leg at the Battle of Gettysburg, and it was sent to the American Medical Museum. And he would take people on big, uh, like tours afterward to go visit his leg, <laughs> look at it, and it's still there. And you can go look at Dan Sickles' leg That's if you awesome. want to. I might have to go. <laughs> so it's like so it's all uh, mummified at this point. This is dried up. It is bone. It's just the bones, basically. Yeah. Like they were able to salvage it, and it's just they are kind of wired together. But <laughs> uh, you can see Dan Sickles' leg that he lost at Gettysburg, and he was so proud of it that he had it. He can he, instead of getting buried on a battlefield unceremoniously, he had it sent to American Medical Museum in Washington D.C. And you can go look at it now. That's awesome. That's hilarious. I'm gonna the, have to go the whole thing about. Oh oh. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm gonna go there's, check it I out. I think there's a lag on on my end. I keep buttoning. So go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'm gonna have to go check it out because that's something I would do. Go ahead, Seth. <laughs> um, well, now that I'm thinking about a different thing, the uh, here in Nashville we have uh, uh, our uh, famous mummy uh, from Egypt that, that back when you could just go and like take stuff from Egypt and just bring it over. Uh, there was this guy that that just took him up me and uh it's pretty cool i got pictures of it he, you can go and visit him at the tennessee uh, state museum he's uh just in glass and with his cat actually you know what i heard something that it's not not even the cat was just some other relic from somewhere else so they weren't buried together but there's mummified cat by his feet and uh and him and he's in a in this glass case that they like keep at a certain temperature and all that um <laughs> but can, can you what just kidding. I'll say what I'm going to say after you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, I, I was segueing back to cannibalism. <laughs> um, the uh, I think the whole thing is in cannibalism. Are you killing someone to eat, or are they already dead? So if there's someone already dead there, go 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 ahead, eat him. It's okay. Now, if you were if you were looking your buddy in the eye and you had a gun to his head and being like, "I'm sorry, I got to I got to I got to survive." Well, then that that then we're <laughs> Getting into a moral gray area, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. I think people can survive longer than they think. Like the longest I've gone with no food is 16 days. And um, towards the end of it, you get like, you get kind of weird. Your dreams get really weird. And, um, but for the most of it, you're not that hungry. So I, and I wasn't that, when I started it, I wasn't like super overweight or anything. I just had a few extra pounds to lose. And I just kind of got into this groove. And since I have, debilitating ocd i just kept kept uh, adding days to my fast and um the uh yeah it, it, you you definitely you have zero energy you don't want to you don't feel like you're gonna you want to do anything but the hunger cravings absolutely go away after a point now after that i don't know what happens the creepy thing that happens is uh that uh book and show the terror of during the uh, uh the expeditions uh, uh what was the name of those expeditions when the, they were trying to find a gap between uh, up in the North Pole so they could have a trading route with China and India and those kind of places? Ooh. The something expeditions. Anyway, so they uh, did all that and those guys got lost up there. They took enough um, preserved meats for quite a while. They could survive over, I, I, I want to say, I know it's over a year, but I want to say it's closer to two years. But the problem was they had a new canning technique and uh, it didn't seal the meat very well. So all of their meat was rapidly spoiling when they were at the point of no return. They couldn't take go back because 
the 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 where the where they would cut through the ice you know the ice was closing behind them so they were just trapped and they were running out of food and then on top of everything there's a lot of uh evidence to show that they had massive lead poisoning from the canning process of the meat that was already spoiling so you had this perfect storm of, of horrific events so all these guys they finally get off the ship and and go on foot to try to find a whaling vessel anybody any signs of anything that they could relay and get help um and so they they left and um, um but they were they were so emaciated they were they were going way longer than 16 days without food and the one of the creepier things is with um it's not just the lack of food it's uh the combination of the lack of food and vitamin c so you know you get scurvy if you don't have vitamin c so they would always like have let lemons or preserve things that they knew would cure that but when the body has zero vitamin c and is going through uh, a point where there's absolutely nothing else coming in there's no uh food no nothing all old wounds start opening up like the body starts to reconsume scar tissue as like it's all it starts cannibalizing itself so in the show it depicts it but i've heard that this actually does happen where old war wounds like old shots and everything the, these guys like old, old wounds were opening up on them that wouldn't normally like occur uh, if, if you weren't so depleted on everything and so it's just absolutely terrifying to think that every scratch and cut you've had when if you had like a combination of scurvy and starvation that would just open up and you just start bleeding out from wounds that you got like super long ago is utterly creepy it really is and it's it really is interesting how the body will like go into survival mode. It's interesting how the mm -hmm. body with just involuntarily will start doing things without like without your approval, essentially, you know, it's just like, nope, we're doing it. So yeah, that's yeah, it knows what to do. I mean, mm -hmm. like, because it's it's just it's milking that amount, that window just enough to there's a chance for survival or help or something. It, it tries to hang on as long as possible. It's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got way off topic of fluoride. I think we were talking about. <laughs> oh. Wait, yeah, no, we were talking about cannibalism. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of all intertwined and everything. Um, but we'll we'll get moving on to our our, our next top next topic. If no one has anything else to say about cannibalism or fluoride, <laughs> the uh, the next one that we have is the. Trench Raiders of World War One are is anyone aware of these trench raiders? So there it was a the, you are Clark? The conventional I mean if it's in the conventional sense of trench raiding was in World War One, then yes, but I don't know what is this like a paranormal thing? No, no, no. It's it, it's so I was unaware of this until I, I read a, just like a little a little bit about it, but trench raiders it was a voluntary job that the sides, both sides would seek out. And what they would do is they would arm soldiers with just a pistol and a bunch of knives, brass knuckles. And their job was to sneak into the other side's trenches and kill them, essentially. And it was, it was voluntary. So, you know, they would not, you know, like, hey, you're doing it. Go over there. They would seek out people. And people actually wanted to do this. I had never heard of this, so that's why I wanted to toss up here to see if anyone else has heard of this. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I know for me, I think 
I would be on the fence with being, uh, I guess, a trench raider. I think it would be the adrenaline of it would be like up here. I think the only aspect of like sneaking into like another person's trench, I would be like, oh, I did it. And then after that, I think I would be freaking out. I don't know. That's just me. But have you guys heard of trench raiders or anything like that? Clark, it seems like you you have. <laughs> So as a military history major, yes, I can talk. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so first off, the weaponry they would take in, and yes, it was mostly voluntary. There were some specialized troops. By the end of the war in 1918, were actually specialized troops who did this. Um, most famous were the German Sturmtruppen, which is where we get the name Stormtrooper from. Um, and... For that, even you actually on the Allied side, you actually the Canadians actually had some of the best uh, of these trench raiders, which a lot of people don't give Canada a lot of credit for World War One or World War Two, for that matter. Um, but uh, these troops would actually go in, and instead of knives, actually they favored something called a truncheon, which is a springy club. It's a club with some flex to it. So think about a spiked head on a bendable kind of like springy oil uh, with a club kind of handle and you're meant to actually get momentum it actually flex before it actually impacts and what you're meant to do is actually i mean clobber somebody as hard as you can into a helmet into a shoulder i mean you're meant to actually it's it's almost medieval warfare at that point like knights white knights you're meant to uh you know hit joints break bones cause blunt force trauma that's actually way better than actually stabbing because stabbing takes way too long you risk hitting bone and getting your blade stuck into somebody. It's really brutal warfare. Um, what they would do is they would pretty much arm themselves with grenades and some kind of truncheon or trench club. And, uh, and then obviously didn't have the benefit of mass rapid firing weapons in world war one. So there were very, very, very limited submachine guns. Um, in fact, reported usage of those, unlike what you would see in like Battlefield 1 you know, on games and stuff, weren't readily available. Mm. Um, MP, MP18s were extremely rare. El Rigel probably never existed except for an experimental. These guns just weren't available. So the best bet was to go in with a club and a lot of grenades and sneak across under cover of night, uh, usually cloudy because the moon would still illuminate you to snipers and um would get into a trench and you would start hurling grenades and start beating people over the head that is what they did it was some of the most brutal warfare and uh it's more effective than you think because the average troop uh the average person fighting world war one was malnourished probably a farmer from somewhere they were probably five foot six five foot eight maybe 110 pounds on their best day we would all be giants to them just because of our nutrition. I mean, we would literally be, we would look like NFL players coming up to the average World War One soldier. Now, is this for both sides? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Every side in the war. It's because of nutrition. I mean, that's just how far we've come. Um, it's crazy to think. When people ask me about time travel, I always joke with them. I'm like, oh, time travel? I said, well, first off, I wouldn't, you know, infect everybody with every disease we have today. But second off, Wait. if you put me anywhere in history, I would be I would be Goliath. I would be Goliath to everybody. They, I'm six one. Wait. I'm two hundred pounds. 
and I would look like a monster. <laughs> hold, hold on one second. Did, did did I hear you correctly? Did I did I hear you say you would infect everybody with every disease? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we are so are protected against years of like evolution. Yeah, exactly. The exact same way. And and once again, I'm a third Native American, so <laughs> I I know this too. You know, uh, way civilizations are presented with a new, like you're in, you're introduced to an entirely new set of viruses and pathogens that they've never come in contact with. Oh, so if okay. you time anywhere, if you time traveled back to Greece, ancient Greece or something, you would kill everybody. Just by shaking hands. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought, okay, so I'm sorry. I thought you meant like you would have like a bunch of capsules and you'd be like, hey, hey, hey. You'd like just intentionally like, just kill them. Yeah, yeah, just every disease. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You would, you would immediately kill everybody with the diseases that you're immune to, that yeah. you don't even realize you're immune to. Yeah, okay. Haven't you seen War of the Worlds? Come on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> also, like I said, but also you would go, like, if you went back to ancient Greece, you would basically be Goliath from the Bible. I mean, if you're like six foot tall, they would just, you'd be so out of the ordinary. I mean, even 150 years ago, the average person's five foot six. I am five seven, man. I will fit right in. These are my people. These are my people, man. We are the Hobbit people. Like, it's fine. Uh, you could slip by and nobody like bat an eye. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Let's do it. They'd look at me and be like, kill that freak. He's got a weird. <laughs> what is <dude."> it? <laughs> no, dude, they just worship you, man. Like all the best rulers, they're always like six feet tall. They said they were eight feet tall half the time, but they were probably that, like six feet tall. Yep, definitely exaggerated. But, but no, that's back to the World War I uh, trench raiders. That's, I mean, it's usually the people that were, uh, you know, some people, you're always going to have those guys that just want to fight. And um, we get in those trenches, and most of the people did not want to fight. They were malnourished. They were treated terribly by their own generals, and or I mean the generals. I'd say their commanders. They're actual like captains, colonels, the people in immediate command of them. Um, they just didn't want anything to do with it, so they were more likely to retreat. Now, the worst part about this is didn't get a lot done. Um, French warfare terrible and. Did a lot of work for a little little gain. So have a lot of major battles where we'll have fifty seven thousand casualties and they gain one mile of land. I mean and that's just the nature of World War One. So the trench rating uh is kind of gloriously grim and macabre as it is, uh didn't get a whole lot done. Hmm. Okay, well, question. Would you guys do it? Would you guys be a trench raider? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Tristan? Is there anything in our relationship that would lead you to believe I'd say yes? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just have... Maybe you just have an itch that you need to scratch, like me with eating my own foot, you know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I just... I, I would rather just go back home and... I don't know, marry a, like a dairy girl on live on a farm. I like, I just, <laughs> sounds way nicer than just pot, m most likely dying. It's like, Hey, do this thing. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's, um, 
I don't know. It's it's looking back, like even like World War Two, like just some of like the tactics and some of the things like the flamethrower during World War Two, like that is atrocious. Just like that. Some of the things like it's it, it's nice that we have like uh, rules of war and everything like that. Like you can't do anything to cause like so much bodily harm. I mean, granted, like there's there's some people that just don't follow it and just don't care and everything like that. But I don't know. It's yeah, it uh, I can't imagine being asleep and then just waking up and then you just like see all your buddies just like, you know, all clobbered to death and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, shit, we got hit with a trench raider. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy stuff. I, I have a I have a question. Yeah. This is going to be direct, uh, directed towards Clark. Ooh. So I was told uh, uh, like er, early on when I was younger, but. I like military we would have like shooting days where we'd go to the range and stuff and um i was told by uh a, 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 like he's a he was for he, he was in the vietnam war uh but this is what he said he said that during world war ii they were they had to develop a higher caliber uh because um one of the things the japanese were doing on some of the islands they would and this was what reminded me with the trench warfare they had kind of similar setups in some of those places. They dug a lot of tunnels and, and whatnot. And they would, uh, there was this native plant over there in the Pacific that they would get the leaves, wrap their balls in the leaves. And then uh, after, I don't know if they cooked the leaves, they did some kind of preparation, but they would wrap their balls in it. And then it would tighten as it dried to where they were in such excruciating pain that they were, uh, they were basically what you're talking about the trench guys that just went into like like kamikaze style but they, the japanese uh warriors would go in and just do the same thing to the american troops and just rip them apart because they were in so much pain uh they basically were in like a war trance and uh and so the guys would shoot them with all their lower caliber rounds and it would just go through they were kind of just you know uh insane adrenaline rushes and and they would get through a lot of guys just with like machetes and stuff and so they had to start issuing out higher caliber rounds to be shipped over there to stop them and basically blow them back uh is any of that accurate not for world war ii it is a true story but it's not world war ii okay and it's actually the the philippine insurrection so that is about 40 years earlier um so what happened in World War II, you didn't need a lot of convincing for the Japanese to do a bonsai charge. They were going to uh -huh. do it anyway. Um, it was their Bushido code. It was what they, it's what they were going to, they were not going to surrender. So you didn't have to convince them. You didn't have to put them in a drugs like state or put them in any kind of pain. Um, most of their groups were willing to die. Uh, now, the Philippine insurrection is where this story comes from. And this is 1902. Um, right at the turn of the century. So right after the Spanish-American War, uh, he took control of the Philippines from Spain. And the native Filipinos immediately did not like that. And so there was an insurrection. And at the time, we were using 38 caliber revolvers as our standard sidearm. Um, there were immediate reports that these men would get themselves in a drug-fueled state and charge our troops, and I don't know what the drug was at the time. I, I forget what it is native to the Philippines, but 
um, similar to like ayahuasca or uh, like cot, which is in Africa, uh, basically a chewable herb. It's similar to cocaine or like a super caffeine kind of thing. It would get them into a frenzied state and they would charge. And um, we had immediate reports that our 38s just weren't doing anything to them. So that is where the uh, 1911, the 45 ACP actually was about. So See, the I didn't development- want to say the caliber and that's the exact caliber he told me. So the 45 ACP that comes out in the M1911 uh, designed by John Browning was an immediate response to the fact that 38 was not putting mm. people down. So actually wanted a bigger like slug basically. So now 45 is a slow round, but it's, it's still, it's still faster than 38 <laughs> and it's a bigger yeah. round. But, uh, but that's why our standard sidearm uh, for the U S military became 45 in 1911. So, huh. Well, I will strictly. tell Mr. Witt that. Hi, Mr. Witt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's so no no one was wrapping leaves on their balls or <laughs> hey that was the story told me when i was 12 years old so i don't I'll, I'll have to correct him it was like it was a gun day i'll just you know we were just talking trash that came up hmm. that is true that's how the 45 acp was developed was because of that huh. yeah and you and and he's from the generation where it was it was like pre-internet, so it was probably definitely a game of telephone for him. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, it had nothing. Leave. It had nothing to do with balls. <laughs> Just someone was like balls. Wow. And then he's like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. He wrapped it on his balls. <laughs> yeah. Now in World War Two, in World War Two, there there is a plant that grows in uh, in Australia and and basically a lot of the Pacific there that uh, is supposed to be the most painful experience you can have like on this planet like it burns so bad if you get the needles on you it's like poison ivy but it's like a burning sensation that's so terrible that you like will commit suicide because it's so angry so maybe uh i was about to ask it, it was stinging it nettles it's not stinging nettles <laughs> so no, it's not that i can't remember what it's called right now at the top of my head but um but yeah but that's maybe maybe that's what he was thinking it's like if you wrap that plant around your balls you probably <laughs> Probably yeah, want to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and thank thanks, Clark, for that. I that was pretty educational, actually. And you too, Seth. Thanks. That's that's pretty interesting. No problem. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, no. Um, we have time for about one more one more topic. Um, if everyone looks in the the picture it, uh, thing in the Discord, I, I posted it there uh, about the next topic. Um, let me know if everyone is able to to see it. And this is kind of another conspiracy, and it's one. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird one. Um, oh, is it okay? <laughs> I, I have things to say about this. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, but, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So it's the, uh, and this is like with other politicians too. Um, we're not going to get into like a political debate or anything like that, but it is that the, uh, the president isn't the real president. And the reason why is if you look at in you as the audience member, you can, if you want to actually see the picture, you might've seen it before too, is that if you look at the earlobes on the president, some pictures 
his ears are connecting to his head and other pictures, his ears are not connected to his head. And from what I know, your ears pretty much stay the same your entire life. They don't like disconnect, reconnect at all. They're just how they are. Um, have you guys seen this picture before? Have you heard about this where like politicians and like they're not really they're cloning everybody and they're everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So the, the body ahead. double so, thing. Yes. Yeah. The body double thing is a is a definite thing people believe. Um, so I think my first questions would be, is there any Photoshop trickery going around? Because, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, images are pretty easy to manipulate. And then the other question is, is there any plastic surgery going, going around? Um, that being said, the earlier photos of, uh, uh, you know, Joe Biden in, um, uh, like, in the past, he, like, he, he, he does look different. I don't know. He just looks like he's lost weight and he's old. I, I, I don't know. I know people that absolutely believe that. And I'm uh, want to be, I, 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 I don't know. Uh. I, I think another one that I've seen circulating, <laughs> it's kind of weird. It was a uh, Maxine Waters is her name. Oh, okay. Where like, she's just staring into the camera and I think I, I forgot who's talking, but she's not the one talking. It's somebody else. And they zoom up like on her necklace and it looks like, you know, like when people wear masks, like there's that like flap of like latex that is like, you know, you have to blend in with the skin. It looks like there's like that flap or whatever. And they're like, see, it, she, it, it, they're all wearing lizard people and everything. <laughs> so I think you bring up a good point. It, I think there is a lot of like editing going on with some of that stuff. It is interesting, though, because I think if you do look at later videos, that is where you could maybe see the true difference. I I mean, I don't pay attention to people's ears. So this is something that I'm probably going to have to like, I'm probably going to go watch a bunch of like old videos of the president and then new videos. And I'm I'm frozen again. <laughs> I like that. And we'll off. see when I come <laughs> back. And... No. Is this photo no. going on? Am I good? Am I good? <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're, you're I, good. I'm, I'm good. You made it like a really cool sound effect when you faded out. <laughs> what was it? Almost like a transformer. Yeah. Optimus Prime. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where I left off or what you guys last heard. Um, You were going into the... Uh, the neck flap. <laughs> She's wearing a mask. Flap, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. The neck Maxine flap. Maxine Waters neck flap. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so, that is a band name. Almost I'm taking that. Leg. <laughs> <laughs> Maxine Waters neck flap. <laughs> uh, would they, what kind of band would it be? Would it be like a jam? Oh, no, you had it right. It would have to be like, a, it's, yeah, it's either got to be like a gentle jam band, mm -hmm. like super light and soft, or it has to be just like the filthiest metal you've ever heard. <laughs> They're in no in between. What about jazz? Yeah. Could it be jazz? If it's like light, just frilly soup. Yeah, just super, super light. Like jukebox jazz, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I, all I was saying was I'm going to have to probably watch new and old videos of the president to actually see what's going on with his ears. But what, I don't understand. Why would someone do that with their ears for plastic surgery, like to open them up or to close them. I, I don't understand. 
yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why? I don't know. People don't really mess with their ears that much. They more kind of focus in on on this if they get any work done. But um, I don't know. See, the you like the this all gets once you start going down. I like maybe some of these are true. That's the thing. I don't know. Like some some of these could absolutely be uh, legitimate where there's uh, really similar people that had work done that were replaced like Paul McCartney was. <laughs> but like you like there could be like an instance of that in politics what would be the bet what would be i mean that's such a good motive i always like whenever i hear a conspiracy theory what would be the motive and and you know president of the united states that's a good motive uh but but quickly you go into um uh from that to michelle obama being a man <laughs> like there's there, the, the, this world they, they bump They're, these bubbles like touch each other and uh that that world is uh is an interesting one. I think you're right. You're th- I think you're right. I mean, like, I think the whole thing is like sometimes like the person the person is dead and this is their clone. And one that I want to bring up is because my wife brought this up because I, you know, I talked to her before like making all these topics. I'm like, oh, that would be a good one. And she's like, you know what one you should do? And Tristan, I know you've heard of this one. Is that Avril Lavigne died years? Oh, everyone has heard this like years and years and years ago. And she looks nothing like, I mean, I think she looks similar to like pictures now or like videos of her now. Like, I think I, I really do see the simil- similarity. So I don't know where people are gathering this. She's not alive. Andrew WK, same thing. I have not heard Andrew WK, but Avril Lavigne, yes. I've heard a lot about that one. And who's yeah, the old, uh, the old Andrew WK. Looks completely different from the new one, and it's strange. Now he who's, might have just lost a ton of weight in the face, but I don't know. Who's Andrew? He's, a, he's like a weird, like I don't know, rock guy. I don't really know what to call his music. It's a really specific. Tristan can. He's weird. Yeah, he's, he's actually, weird. Rock guy is pretty pretty accurate. To, it's actually a very he, yeah. Talented producer. He's always wearing like a white shirt and white pants, and he's very dirty. Smart guy. Uh, Talented producer, weird musician. Yeah. The only way to describe him. Yeah, pretty much. I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> yeah, he. There's a whole conspiracy theory about uh, uh, when he was swapped out. Um, and and from the footage I've seen of the whole Paul McCartney thing, that's one that I would be more willing to accept. I don't know. Of all of the really fringe ideas. Something something's weird because they swapped him out so early on, and they had that that uh, identical contest on that they aired on TV, and um and like it just sounds like something the British government would do when there's like this new thing and chicks are going crazy over this band, and it just sounds like some weird thing the royal family and British government would be like, yeah, let's replace them so we don't have mass female suicides. So only thing to get about. Paul McCartney is. I wonder about the time frame because it was Sergeant Pepper's uh, when they said he died between, uh, like before Sergeant Pepper's is when they kind of announced like, you know, Paul is dead, man. It's the secret in there, and I think the '67 or something around there. Yeah, and I need. I wish I knew that video of the contest. Because if I knew I the time the frame, I would be more susceptible to being like okay it's plausible but the fact that that man wrote so much music after that like 
it would have had been somebody who was like they got a better Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, where did they find the better Paul McCartney and put him in the band? Like, uh, they could have just fired point. the old dude. He didn't have to die. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like. I'm, uh, Alex has just gone down the rabbit hole on your phone. You're like, what? Well, yeah. I, okay. I'm I'm this? looking at comparisons of Paul McCartney <laughs> right now, and like, I I think the biggest thing is is his eyes, like underneath his eyes. It seems like the one that they're like saying is not the real Paul McCartney. His eyes are a little bit more like sunken in and like more like baggy, I guess. And then the mouth. It seems like the old Paul McCartney had like a smaller mouth and then the new one has like a little bit wider. But then everything else looks pretty much the same. Like I I don't know. So well so Seth, why is that such a convincing one to you? Uh it probably just the way that the original video that i watched on the subject laid it out they started from early on then they went into uh the supposed death in the car wreck then they went on to um the the contest then right after the contest of who looks the most like paul mccartney and the winner then later showing the photos of paul mccartney and he had all of a sudden like putting like lots of facial hair on and there's like you know, they're trying to magnify and, and look, zoom in on uh, facial scars for like early kind of plastic surgery type stuff to to straighten some things out to make him look like more like Paul. I don't know. Just the whole presentation of what I saw was impressive. But that's what's fun about it. It most likely is not real. But also you have to like go back to what he was talking about with in Sergeant Pepper and all of these other there's like all these really cryptic references to things that just adds fuel to that conspiracy. Who is Sergeant Pepper? Uh, it's, uh, it's, am, am, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, he's the Lonely Hearts Club band, man. Come on, get the fuck, get it together. <laughs> they used to have these. Uh, they used to have these. Um, write these uh, uh, letter services for uh, lonely people, and the it would be like a, a place you mail in like a thing. And it was like the Lonely Hearts Club or whatever, and then you'd get like a message back written. It was for like old look. Lonely people that never remarried or whatever. And they were called Lonely Hearts Clubs. It was a thing. And I must assume that they just made a thing about that pre-existing concept. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> that album's great. I love that one. That's my favorite Beatles album. Sgt. Pepper? Oh, yeah, dude. That, that album's amazing. I it's so weird like it just starts out as like a really kick-ass pop album and then you just like get all these like that was like right after they went to india and shit so they just brought in all these fucking strings and weird shit but it's still like pop music on top of it and it just like comes out of fucking nowhere oh it's great is it is it how do you like, how do you like sitar and acid <laughs> pretty much is it like the dewey cox story when they're like in the in that huge yeah, it's basically right after that portion. <laughs> yeah, that's when Sar- they made Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> I need more didgeridoo or something like that. I need, <laughs> I need a thousand didgeridoos. <laughs> that's what it is. The wrong boy died. <laughs> Never paid for drugs. Not once. Not once. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a good movie. All right. Conspiracy theory with a face thing. All right, does, who's who's raise the hands? Who thinks it's real? Who thinks it's not real? 
Can, can I have a, a raise my hand with an asterisk? Because, you know, I feel like there's some gray area here. Like, yes. I, I want to raise my hand, and I think that this kind of thing happens in the world. I don't, don't necessarily know this specific instance. Now, the, what I'll point to is, is that look up Hope Disappearing video. Maybe you guys have already seen it. Where, yeah. it's it, So there's videos of them testing out these uh, really cool, like, new-gen screens and things that look completely three-dimensional and blah, blah, blah. And um, who else would, like, be able to use that but, like, a uh, an organization with a really, really old man in charge that doesn't want to go places? Oh, just take the 3D screen and put it in a window in Venice or whatever. And I don't know, there's, like, weird videos of just, like, that happening and maybe possible video glitches. So the concept of, like, mass manipulation by, like, world leaders, I think absolutely happens. I just just don't know what level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've I've seen that video. I know the one which one you're talking. He's like waving, turns turns yeah. around, starts walking away, and then just bloop, he's gone. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to make fun either, but like someone was saying, like they they you know they showed him you know laying there so people could pay their respects. Someone said that he looked like the king of vampires or something like that. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, oh, wake up! Oh. <laughs> that's a that's an old Family Guy skit. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I'm on I'm on the fence with it too. I think it, it might happen, but I I I don't know. I don't know. So, but uh, I think that wraps up. About unless you guys want to talk about anything else, we've, we've got one more time, one more topic. Hey, I can keep going. Yeah. Everyone else good? We could squeeze one more in. Tristan? Yeah, uh, whatever. Squeeze one more Wait. in. Clark. You can roll. Do it. Oh, I thought you I thought you were shaking your head. No. <laughs> oh, I'm always in. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I was just checking. I just I, I wanted every, everyone to be heard. Oh fuck. I really hope it doesn't land on the one. Uh oh. Is this gonna be like a tangent one that you're worried about? No, so I had to I had to actually look this I had to like truly verify that this was real and that uh okay. All right. So this one will this one will be kind of an interesting um one to talk about. So there was uh have you guys heard about the cartel hitman that was on Letterman? So back, I think it was like early 2000s, 90s-ish, um, I guess Letterman had a, a guy that would do like skits for him. Like they, they would, it was a butcher or something like that, and, or like he worked at like a meat shop, and they would get him to like go outside and just like kind of like make fun of people, like ha ha ha, whatever. And they like would put an earpiece in his in his ear and he would like, they'd be like, all right, Hey, see that guy say this. So they were like, they were feeding him lines sometimes and everything. Well, one of them, one of the guys that they made fun of, um, he had a Michael Jordan, uh, Jersey on. Right. And like he had a hat, sunglasses, and it looked like he was wearing a wig too, but they're like, Hey, point the camera at that guy and be like, Oh, Hey, look, it's Michael Jordan. And they did that, and they panned to the guy, and it's, you know, everyone's laughing, ha, ha, ha. Turns out 
that this guy was a cartel hitman and he tried to assassinate El Chapo, I think it was, and it, it was a failed attempt. So I, th I think he was working with the FBI to assassinate him, didn't turn out, he had to go into like witness protection, right? Well, <laughs> well, yeah, Letterman just like, oh, yep, here's the guy. So like you have the cartel now heading to him because now they know where he's at. He's like, in, he's in California, obviously, whatever. Um, it wasn't till I think like a year or two later that he actually did get into a gunfight and he did die because the cartel did find him. So I don't, I don't know if like Letterman got in trouble for it or whatever, but it was just something where it was just like, what are the fucking odds that like they make fun of this guy and he turns out to be an ex cartel hit assassin type dude. And it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was actually the, the, the butcher or the, the deli guy who was explaining the story to everybody. So it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. That's why we have sayings like the truth is stranger than fiction. That's, mm. This is an ex perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was really weird seeing the guy too. I, if you guys want, I'll drop the, uh, drop the actual video in, in the, the discord and everything like that. So you guys can watch it, but he looked totally, it, it looked like he was in the witness protection. It looked like they were trying so hard to disguise this guy. It looked bad. And you guys will see it if you watch it. But it was just like you couldn't just he couldn't just wear like a normal shirt out. Like like I get like he's supposed to be like in disguise. He probably his face is probably known. But like having him wear like the wig. I think that's the biggest thing is the wig that they have him wear. It looks like Britney Spears. You know the South Park episode where they just like have a blonde wig and like a boonie cap and like her head's already gone it's and fucking <laughs> they sent out butters to like dress up as her, right? Yes. And I go, like, oh, it's Britney Spears, and it's just fucking butters, yes. just in a wig. It's it's. I feel like it's that level of disguise where it's just like it's so where, bad. Where was this? Where, where do you say he was? The the cartel thing. This is in New York. Yeah, this is yeah. in New York where they found him. Like they're a video. Like is is Letterman in New well, York? David yeah, David. Letterman I have no idea. That's why I'm asking. Whenever they did the man on the street interview, they would just literally walk downstairs and like go into the local delis and stuff who the fuck sends someone in witness protection to new york city <laughs> that, i mean go, go to ohio that's yeah or like Indiana. nebraska or something yeah just like <laughs> the middle like he can just everyone will joke that he's a um, cartel dude because they're all slightly racist but i mean they're not going to actually think it <laughs> yeah. yeah right like, oh, that guy's, he's mob. I think he might be. Yeah, yeah, everyone says that. Someone in Canada. Fit in fine, man. He could <laughs> get a good job. Everything will be fine. Go to New York City, one of the most highly trafficked places on the fucking planet. I see. Like, I, could you imagine, like, you're about to die, I, and all, all you can think about is David Letterman? Yeah, fucking Letterman, Letterman. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. TV You're show. writing that gap in your tooth. <laughs> Dude, we need to write the movie of, like, leading up to the final shootout where he dies. Yeah. And it's just like him, like tucked behind a car, just reloading guns, just like fucking Letterman, man. <laughs> and it would be so much funnier with like the actual, like him wearing the jersey, the wig, and everything. He still has the fucking wig on when he's in the gunfight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, want him, I want him to like talk to the wig, like it's become part of him. He just rips it off. I almost don't want to look up the image because I have like the best image in my head. I'm, I'm gonna send it's like it. A really, it's like a really long black wig, and it's like almost hard from like styling spray. <laughs> and he's got like big what what i really want in a michael jordan 
I want to see the list of wigs that he said no to before he started <laughs> yeah. wearing that one. It's even even better if the if it had so much hairspray in it that it was brittle because then he can use the wig as like weapons. <laughs> He's breaking oh. chunks off his daggers. <laughs> uh, okay, I I I gotta send it now. Uh, let me find it. Oh, here it is. Okay, perfect. I, I think I, I think my, that my mental image is saved, so bring it on. All right, let's see here. I'm going to put it in ideas and feedback. I'm just going to toss it in there. Because <laughs> you, the listener, you if you haven't seen it too, it'll you guys will be able to see it. And you guys can watch the whole video and everything like that too if you want to. It's not very long. It's like a 30-second video. <clears throat> I pictured him much skinnier. <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> but do you see what I mean it's such a bad yeah. disguise oh my god <laughs> that's like a that's like a joke like that's like what you want to wear if you expect someone to come up to you what are you witness protection program that, see that's what I mean oh. it's like who was the guy that dressed him and maybe he like no one is dressing him you know like maybe he's like this was his own doing Dude, it was that guy's first day like he feels really bad <laughs> That's <laughs> day. He had no training. He just finished the modules the day before, man. Like the guy that was supposed to be watching him called out. Like, it... <laughs> who was watching this guy? I'm sorry. It's the intern. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Derek. Piece of shit. <sighs> but yeah, if use the audience member if you want to see it. It's we put it in the ideas and feedback. Uh, spot in our discord so you can go go there and check it out or you can you know just sift through reddit i'm sure it's somewhere else there too but yeah i mean that one was uh what do you guys think for that one i know we we got kind of i I can't remember that purple dude from mcdonald's i can't get that out of my head now for some reason after looking at him remember like the big fucking like that's what they should have disguised him as what what was he supposed to be what was that I don't know. Kind of it's it's whatever nugget. he is. I, I don't know, man. What, was he a Grimace? purple McNugget? <laughs> purple nugget? <laughs> Grimace. I don't know. Man. He looks kind of like a potato, but potatoes aren't purple. Unless you get those really fancy Some potatoes ones. are purple. Yeah, those are delicious. Well, then maybe. They taste that, like well, potatoes. My question is, what, what is he in terms of McDonald's? Okay, I'm, I'm, they're Hitman. Because <laughs> they're obviously shaped like that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, um, I'm looking. This is from the NewYorkPost.com. Um, let's see. Here's what is the purple pal? What is Grimace? Um, uh, Grimace, a golden arches, blah blah. blah. Brian, Brian Bates, the manager of McDonald's in Woodrow, Canada, claimed that Grimace is in an. <laughs> oh really? He's an enormous taste bud. <laughs> Ah, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whose purple is simply to show that food tastes good. What? So purple, because purple is good, and he's just an enormous taste bud. I didn't know taste buds were chicken nugget. Whoever made this guy is probably really fun to party with. That's all I'm saying, because <laughs> this dude just is way out there. Like, holy. Like, what if we made a giant taste bud? <laughs> But no, 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 no. I, I see your skeptical. Just wait a minute. I really see you. He's purple. <laughs> it's this great. Well, that's like, how did how did Mario become a concept? 
How did, all right, there's a plumber, right? And because they were lazy on making new shit. So they would constantly like borrow stuff from other games like that they were making as assets. Cause why would you program a whole new fucking sprite thing when you could just take one from a previous asset? Then all of a sudden they were just like making it and like, well, this guy looks kind of cool. Let's call him Jumpman. They're like, well, no, let's make him a fucking plumber. Never mind. Let's put him in a fucking uh, a boxing game. They just used the same sprite over and over again until they happened in like a really popular game. I, I just feel like the- just always assumed it was a. Pl- uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, I feel like the 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 grimace, the purple taste bud, and Mario are on the same lines as far as like how they came to be. That's all. Definitely the fact they made him a plumber that makes no sense. Just like this dude is in like Mushroom Kingdom. Didn't isn't there that bit in the the fucking manual where all the blocks that you find are actually members of the Mushroom Kingdom that were transformed into blocks by Bowser? So every time you break a block, you're actually killing somebody. You're killing someone. What? They had a family, bro. That's not cool. That's a thing. I've never heard this. You got another? Yeah, it's in the original manual. Like the trippy ones, where like none of it makes any fucking sense, and it was some Japanese dude that wrote up a story like out of nowhere. Then they translated it into English. It's it's great. You should read original manuals from NES games. They are, they are a trip. Oh, I'm sure. I will. Well, because it wasn't like the. I, I always assumed he. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> no, no, you go, Seth. <laughs> no, I was just. I always assumed Mario was like a drug addict, that, that, that like a plumber drug addict that really it, like, enjoyed finding mushrooms and pipes, and <laughs> that was the story. I just assumed it. it wasn't him. It was the developers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they, they, uh, I mean, the whole plumber thing comes in because the original Mario Brothers was just a one-on-one game, and oh, pipe, yeah, yeah. pipes were involved, so it was just it just became it's like, oh, well, they're plumbers because pipes. It was like the enemies came out of the pipes. You know the original one-on-one versus one Mario Brothers? No. Before it became so funny. Mario Brothers. No, I thought... So, so, like, so like Tristan was saying, the, the Jumpman sprite comes from Donkey Kong, and... Took that and then they made Mario Brothers, and that's a arcade game that actually came out on Nintendo and Atari, an arcade, and uh, it's a one v one where you're like hitting the Koopas, the turtles, and the mushrooms as the enemies as they come out. Also had these like weird flying enemies and stuff, but that's where the pipe. Oh, fucking ice, dude. The ice is the worst shit in that game. <laughs> so, so I mean, you're basically underground in a sewer, and that's where the pipes came in, and so they just kind of. I de facto became plumbers. Okay. And then when Super Mario Brothers became a side-scrolling platformer and they just used the sprites, like, oh, they're plumbers by story. Interesting. It it makes makes sense. Like, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, we already have something kind of like what you were saying, Tristan, just let's kind of use that. So that makes sense. Hmm. Not as cool as Grimace. Grimace, I think, is kind of now, now that you say that, I think Grimace is in its own category. Like, okay, Mario now makes sense. Grimace. <laughs> All right, it's a taste bud. <laughs> He's purple. Like, why he not? somewhat shaped like a tongue. It's like closer to a tongue shape. Yeah. Wait, what? What? what's the actual shape of a taste bud? Maybe the guy had, uh, was it synesthesia or whatever, where you like, your senses are mixed up where you can taste colors and stuff. Oh. He was just like, he's like, he's purple. And they're like, what? We don't get that. And he's like, he's purple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The- <laughs> 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 
So I guess the taste, he would have just been, <laughs> okay, I don't think they could have sold this as, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to save the picture. Let's see here. All right. I'm going to put the picture of what an actual taste bud looks like. I don't think they could have sold this. Um, it's going to be in the podcast photos. <clears throat> I don't think they could have gotten this to be the McDonald's Grimace guy. But the name Grimace, why didn't <laughs> they call him Bud? You know? Like, Bud is a more... Because you Grimace doesn't taste like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they could have sold, like, gotten the real taste bud thing. So, hmm, interesting. Okay. Final thoughts. I, I know that has, that's, we're kind of getting way off topic because circling this all back, this is the cartel hitman. All right. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like Grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> For a second there, since we were so focused on Mario, I thought the original topic was grimace but it just turned out to be the cartel because <laughs> yeah, tristan thinks he looks like a chicken nugget or something <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah let final thoughts on the cartel hitman sorry bro <laughs> wrong place wrong time buddy <laughs> fucking letterman <laughs> all right well that rep about wraps it up for the uh, fishbowl number eight uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, we have plenty of social media. You can go check those out. Um, we have a new a new thing that we're using. It's called Dub Media. Plenty. It's, if you check out our TikToks, it's all this really cool AI generated art stuff. Where it, you know when we talk, it kind of brings up its own pictures and everything like that. So if you are a podcaster yourself, want to get into that, you're not sure where to start as far as videos. I suggest using that. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, we do have some artists that are letting use letting us use their artwork so we might feature some of that in some of their thumbnails things like that we'll throw out shout outs to who actually does that so if you like that stuff you can check them out as well but uh well before i sign off do you guys have any final thoughts or anything like that dead silence probably means no no <laughs> Seth, were you gonna say something <laughs> no i just i just feel a general um uh, weariness in the air and i and i just want all the listeners to to know everything's gonna be okay, oh, okay. yeah very cool a little yeah. bit of a nice 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 ending there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember we don't want stuff that's normal we want stuff that's effing weird it's like they're optimus prime what is grimace I can do weird things in the woods. Fucking what?
I think the whole thing is fucking stupid. I, I, I just, I don't, I fucking, just, just drink the fucking water. It's fine. Like, 